are listening to Always Learning, Always Teaching, where business leaders share how they practice business as a force for good. This radio show and podcast is brought to you by the Mac 6 Entrepreneurial Center. And now let's lean in with Kyle and Scott McIntosh as they learn with today's valued guests. We are coming to you live with Always Learning, Always Teaching. I'm Kyle McIntosh, here with my co-host, business partner, and dad, Scott McIntosh. We are ready to learn from the business leaders who incorporate long-term win-wins for all of their stakeholders. Today, we are excited to introduce you to Catherine Young and Kelmer Muhammad, both owners and educators with their Arizona Homeschool Network Association. Uh, first, dad, good to see you. Good to see you as well, Kyle. Uh, I thought we were going to be in person, but good to see you on the screen there. And Catherine and Kelmer, thank you for being on the show. Thank, thank you, you for, for inviting us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So I, I guess the, the way we like to start this off before we really get into it with uh, uh, what you guys are doing with your business is to find out a little bit about each of you. And so uh, let's start with uh, Catherine and then go to Kelmer on this one. And hey, where'd you grow up? How was that? How'd you get from there to where you sit today? Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, right off 8 Mile. And so I was um, always into education, but I never uh, worked in education. I was going to school, getting a lot of degrees, but I always worked in business. I thought I was being business. Um, I ran a daycare. I love working with children. Of course, I've been married almost 30 years. I have five sons. And when they grew up, uh, one April, we came here in 2008. And in Arizona, it's just beautiful. And so I said, okay, this is my retirement. So when we, uh, my husband, we said, okay, we're going to move to Arizona. And we moved here in September um, 2008. When we got here, we thought we were in retirement. And it didn't. We started working. um, I went into education, working in the schools. Loved it. I started working at Job Corps. I met my partner here, my sister. And we were hired on the same day. And we said, you know what? This vision that they have, we can translate this so that it's more effective. We worked there for a couple of years. We went different ways. She started, she stayed in that venue. I went into the public school system where I, um, I was blessed. I got a lot of information. I learned the system, how the program works, how to set up curriculums, my degrees. There was always more. You can only do so much um, when you're in a um, organized system. They allow you to do so much. You have to follow the curriculum. You have to follow the guidelines. There are rules and regulations for everything. And so it was frustrating um, when you want to give one student more or this student more because they need more, but you don't have the time. And my partner here kept saying, come on, we can do this. So um, when this COVID thing hit, I was at home. I said, okay, I'm still working online with my um, schooling. I said, okay, I'm going to try it. We, and I'll help you over the summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, don't, we all know how that goes. <laughs> and that's how it went. And it just blew up. And the need for uh, what we're doing is there. And um, the vision, it just keeps growing. It's no end. What's our vision? Endless. You know, it's infinite. As I teach my children, there's no ceiling to it. You start at what God puts in you 
and it grows. And um, all I know is that we try to provide academics, social development, physical, mental stability to our next generation so that they can carry on what we're doing with others. But that's, to sum it up in a short term, that would be it. (laughs) That's great. Uh, What about you, Kelmer? Okay, so I grew up in a household of eight in in Boston, Massachusetts. So being the middle child, you know, always got to be the oddball. Um, Make a long story short, I said, you know what? I had my two children and I moved out here to Fina. I picked a spot on the map. I said, this is me and God. We're going to go out there. My mother and father thought I was crazy because I didn't know anything about Arizona or anything. I said, well, I can stay with the Indian population because I'm thinking, you know, Arizona is just reservations. You know, I'm still thinking the wild, wild west. And when I first got on the plane, I was like 22 years old. I'm like, oh, my God, there's cactuses. Oh, my God. I, You know, I was like, look at the lizards. So it was so fresh and new to see from coming from Boston and you seeing a cat. But then you realize, oh, that ain't no cat. That's a big old rat. <laughs> We're like, oh, my God. Or a so bobcat. Yes, but it was a big rat. He looking at me. He's not scared of me. And I'm like, well, I'm scared of you. So I went to, um, after a while, I got settled in and went to Tucson to finish my degree because I was going to go to medical school. I was determined to be a doctor. That's it. And make a long story short, I realized, oh, my children, they were missing me. I was putting so much hours into my education that they suffered a little bit. And so after I finished that, I um, uh, I couldn't find anything. And my friend told me about charter schools. And I'm like, there's no way in the world I'm going to be a teacher. Uh-uh. Heck no. I know what I did to my teachers. And you all are not going to do that to me. You know? <laughs> and then what's the show? I felt my calling in teacher. But what happened, teachers didn't pay the bills back in those days. So I went, left the educational field. I kept getting fired because, you know, everybody want me to stay. I'm good at what I do, but when I want to move into management, no, well, you're good at this. So I would do something to sabotage it. So like, okay, it's time for me to go find something else. And so the last uh, job where I finally just said, you know, this is it. I got to create my own job because nobody's going to put me in the position where I need to be in that management position because of my mouth. You know, I'm Boston. And so I just said, let me open up a daycare. (sighs) Why did I do that? I got bored. So I said, let me teach you something else. I'm not just going to teach you just the ABCs. And I started teaching them about science and math. Word got out. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so this was in 2004. And then next year, you know, I end up having a school. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm running this by myself on a daycare hours and so forth. And then the Goldwater Institute heard about me. And then next, you know, they were giving me scholarships for the parents. And I'm the only one running it. And I'm, you know, hiring people who are daycare workers. So to make a long story short, I had to shut the school down because of the housing market. And I told myself, if I ever open up the school again, I'm going to get a partner because there's no way in the world I can do this by myself. And so I concentrated on my doctorate's degree, got that out the way. 
The next, you know, I went to Job Corps and I met this beautiful lady. She was sitting next beside me and I was singing. She said, you sing? I said, no, I don't sing. And then she started singing. I'm like, oh, my God, you got a voice. And I met Catherine Young and I was telling her about my vision of the school. Like, look, it's not just teaching the children, but we need to teach them a different way. Get them their high school diploma at 14 years old, 13. And then she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, of course, again, you know me, I'm like, I'm getting restless. My soul's getting restless at Job Corps. You know, I got to find a way where, because they're going to fire me pretty soon because I'm going to do something stupid and mess it up. So basically, I before they did that, that I opened up a daycare again on the hopes that I was just going to do just kindergarten. Word got out again. You know, Professor Kelmer now is teaching. All of a sudden, I started getting more children. I said, I only want to just do the preschool. They're easy. And then next, you know, I got elementary school children. COVID happened. I am not, I mean, I can teach everyone, but my forte is the little ones. And I called Catherine. I said, look, you need to come over here because we got a lot of children. Even my grandchildren are here and they're getting on my nerves. I can't take the older ones. And so I can't take, oh my God, I don't know how anybody take teenagers. They didn't. They did not warn parents about teenagers. They didn't warn me about me. Okay. <laughs> so next year, you know, COVID hit, and I said, "Miss Young, we're getting more of these more children, and especially they're high risk." I just have a three bedroom house. I had nineteen children. I'm like, we gotta find somewhere to go. So we went to. Uh, it was we were blessed to find an office. But then, and we was only just four years. She was just helping us out, and I said, "Do you have any more room?" Because we're growing, people are coming now, and we're not even advertising. This is like a weed. What happened? <laughs> and so next, you know, she said, we don't have no room. I said, well, I got 40 children. I'm a mama bear. We got to do something. And me and Miss Young, we're crying. Then they finally told us, uh, you got to move out. And we were like, oh, my God. And then, make a long story short, we met Kyle. And here we are. And Scott. <laughs> and and Scott. here you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just something that struck me as you as you were talking just now is uh, we've been having conversations. We have conversations over the last ten years about uh, capitalism and business and and an interesting distinction. And and uh, there's a lot of people, or there's a, you know there's a number of people out there that have this sort of anti-capitalism narrative, and that you know big business at least mm-hmm. is bad, but they love small business and. The conversation we were having the other day is it's all the same, right? It's just people that want to provide value to other people. And what I heard in your story is we just keep providing so much value Mm -hmm. that people keep asking us to do more of it. We keep saying, holy God, we got to figure out how to do more of it. Mm -hmm. And so what a good problem to have that uh, you guys are providing so much value and have something so unique in the marketplace that uh, you keep being overwhelmed by interest in the community. Yes, yes, yes. I yes. thought by bringing Catherine on, my workload should be smaller. But you know, you get that partner that thinks you can be all and all you can be. And I keep telling, no, no, I told you no. But somehow she convinced me. And I just said, you know what? We're going to talk about it after the show, after the click. You, you and I, we're going to meet in the schoolyard somewhere because you're not going to put me in these situations. I'm in these situations again and again because I'm I'm the I don't know am I the visionary or are you the visionary? So you're she, no she makes it happen. She goes out and we both have different visions. And so when we come together on the ideals, usually my ideal is extreme and my ideal is mm-hmm. long term. 
And she's more of, okay, wait, we're right here. Let's stay right here and let's focus. I said, but we're, we have to look forward. So I'm that forward person and she's making everything happen right here while I'm still looking forward. So you have, you have your both, your visions are both there, but one is she, she may, she goes out, she's reaching to the community. She goes to, um, we help parents who have dire needs. They cannot uh, work with their children at home. Some of them have to be at home and homeschool, but we work with those children. Those, uh, we also work with children that, um, can no longer go to their school district because they've been um, expelled from that district. We just graduated a a student and we worked with him. He was failing the eighth grade. He came to me. This guy was brilliant. He had behavior issues because he never dealt with what was going on with him. Teacher's not allowed to to help the whole child in the classroom. We don't have time for it. But because of our environment, I was able to take him and say, okay, write this down. Write down what you feel. Now tear it up. Throw it away. Now write this down. Write down how you feel. Who's the blame? Are you the blame? Now write, I'm not to blame. Things like that. And so he worked through it. He said, wait a minute, can I go write again? And this young man was, he's in college now. And so he was a failing student that would have been held back in the eighth grade again. Now he's a graduate. And that was last year. That was last year. Just last year. Wow. Just last year. And and we have great teachers out there, but they're not allowed to do their job because it's confined. 35 students in a classroom. How can you meet every need? Then you have to stay. Hey, did you follow that curriculum? Did they finish this? We have an assessment coming. They need to be here. And those are the rules of the organization. And Mm -hmm. you have to follow them. That's the organization. But it doesn't meet the need of every child. It's impossible. You know, so you have to have these alternatives. And, and keep in mind is this. Arizona is ranked at least 48th or 49th in education. Why is that? It's not the education. It's educational budget, the spending. Arizona spends on one child a year, the state, 6000 a year. Now, if you go on the East Coast, for example, Connecticut, New Hampshire is twenty thousand a year for one child. I think uh, New York is seventeen thousand a year for one child. Okay, we spend the state, not federal dollars. The state spends six thousand a year. So it's basically you you round it off five hundred dollars a month. Break that down twenty five dollars a day. Thirty two. Thirty two. And the teachers are making like four dollars and fifty cents an hour. Yeah, to educate one child. One child. Now you put it together, they have great salaries. But if you're looking at on an individual base, right, with the federal. But if you look at an individual, it's not the educators, like we said, it's not the education. No. All that is wonderful. It is the the it's how it's structured. And it's not designed. It's anything, it's not designed if you don't have the time. And yeah. that's why we continue to rate one of the lowest schools. In the state, even I think Puerto Rico beat us. We have to change that. We have and to so change that. And so when you're talking about education, we're always talking about the educational spending. Okay. And so think about it, especially those children who are high risk. How much need are there then need to, how much, how much are the state or the school is going to need that child's need? Now, if you go to Scottsdale, they have other programs. You go to Chandler, which has better school districts. 
Well, you have private tutors. They have all these different things that is given to those students. But if you meet children in South Phoenix or people who are in those low poverty areas, they're not going to get it. So then this is where we came in, where we took the state out of it. And we have been truly blessed that Arizona decided to give parents those empowerment scholarships. Empowerment scholarship is, let's say your child go to school. Okay, you don't want your child to go to the school no more. Well, the state took that money that they would normally get to the public school and they put it into the hands of the parents. So now it's called the empowerment. And so now that parent can take those dollars that she would normally go to public schools with and then either she can pay a tutor or they can go to a private school. Okay, but they put it to stipulation because it's, you know, everyone, no, no, don't take the money from the public school. Okay, well, since 1950, you still haven't been educating the children. So basically what is happening is that, you know, red for ed and you're getting, you're taking away from the public school. Well, we've still been ranked 49th for like 10 years, 20 years. What do you want? You know, these children are dying. That's why children are quitting school. Some of these children are going to jobs and they're, they don't know how to read. They don't know math. They don't know anything. Because of the simple fact is you have those unions, those teachers unions and everything. So one thing I love about being in Arizona, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a political person, but because of that, they gave the parents, some of these parents option, those who have um, IEPs, um, individual evaluation plan, those who have learning disability, those who attend DF schools. Well, the majority of my parents, they live in those DF districts. And also a lot of the children have IEPs, those individual evaluation plans where, you know, now we can get those scholarships. So now that we're t- teaching parents how to get these empowerment, now they're taking their children out. Now they have these alternatives. The color, that was, I mean, that's, I am learning as I'm sitting here. Mm-hmm. As this show is uh, always learning, always teaching, right. is I want to continue. I mean, you're, 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 you're into a, obviously, a massive social issue that yes. we in this country and globally is how do we educate our kids. And uh, uh, the work you guys are doing with the Arizona Homeschool Network mm-hmm. Association is, is in part in your small way, addressing that mm-hmm. to just maybe just bring it back a little bit to uh, to what you ex- you are in particular doing is the name Arizona Homeschool Network Association might imply to some listeners you're doing something with parents that are homeschooling and maybe it is but it's you're you're not strictly speaking I understand at a school you're more mm-hmm. of a tutoring and and can you just as, as you've come into Max Six uh, uh, you're occupying one of our largest spaces right. here seven thousand square feet. Uh, uh, there's kids showing up every every day. Just what that demographic is and what it looks like uh, as as uh, uh, kids are coming in. Just to give our listeners a picture of of kind of what's happening here at the at the office space, which is mm-hmm. just amazing. So what we do is we have uh, students that most of our students were either in the DF school. Parents do not want to take their students back. They were online. I don't want to take my students my children back to the public school um, because I noticed while they were home, they really didn't learn much. And so, or um, we have uh, students that are online and they need coaches. So we offer a tutoring service for them, not a school, but a tutoring service. So we're like part-time. Some of them come, well, they mostly are there like three hours for, you know, no more than four. So it's a part-time. And we go, we tutor them in um, English, math, 
science, the whole curriculum. We follow, um, you know, the basic standards that Arizona uses, the, the curriculums and things like that, but it's on a uh, individual base. And so uh, it's not, we like, we help parents who would homeschool their students. We, they can't homeschool them because they're not teachers. Right. And so they want them homeschool. So we give our students a um, homeschool environment with an education, academic educational learning system. Right. So that's what it is. We create that homeschool environment uh, because we Zoom with a few students that are homeschooled. And um, but their parents, if they work, I still want my child homeschooled, but I have to work now because things have changed. And I don't want to put them in the public school because they they don't function well in the public school. And so they bring them to us and we take them through. the Also, it's because of COVID. COVID has really just like heightened everything where the parents said, I'm not taking them back. There's no way. I, I want to take my back, children back to public schools. And because we have, like, for example, the classroom, the max that would be in any classroom is under 15 students. Yes. And so we have, you know, I, my doctor is in curriculum instruction, so I know how to write curriculums, but we've been t- teachers and parents for umpteen years that we know how to get the children to um, service their needs. So we're not a grade level based, we're academic based. So for example, if a child is in the third grade, but they don't know their multiplication, well, you're not going nowhere until those multiplication are mastered. And so until you master those basic skills, we're not going to move you on until then. So basically this is what our function is. Uh, We have ninth graders you're not going until you master that. Right. But then we have some children who have mastered a lot of the basic skills. Okay, well, it's time for you to get into the high school program. And with Miss Young, with her connection with uh, the high school program that we have called Penn Foster, we can graduate children within six months. And then after that, because of the financial aid, now they can start their college classes. So by the time they finish with us at 18 years of age, they will have their high school diploma, their college degree, at least a, at least an associate's degree. And while they hit 17, we want to get them a trade too as well. And we offer two languages that we teach. Right. We do two. We oh, have fluent. Yeah. We have Spanish. We have fluent Spanish. We have sign language. We're bringing on Arabic. And we have people who are volunteering their time and service. And this is an, uh, uh, students are going through an hour class. And these are, um, again, we do private pay. We do um, the empowerment, but this is all included in that. Everything. So we offer them dance. We offer them music because uh, children need different things. We have a computer hardware class where they're building their own computer uh, so they don't have to, um, they can't afford it. So we're ordering the little pieces so they can't afford to get their own $1,400, $1,500 computer, but they're building their own. So they'll have their own that they can always upgrade and just add um, the the memory to it. And so it's so many programs. We we have people volunteering and say, hey, can we help you with this? And the students are I just want to make this point too. And I love what you have said on on your wall, Kyle, and... It's just like, if you don't have the love for what you're doing, the money's going to come later. And we know that. Yeah. 
the, but the bottom line is, if we weren't in this for the love, there's no way in the world we can do what we do. Yeah. You have to have the love. And as you can tell, Ms. Young and myself, Catherine, we have so much love for education and to change. We want to do our educational paradigm shift. And the, you know, the goal is that after we set this goal, hopefully we can get other teach other teachers and train other teachers where they can, because nobody's happy in the public schools. I'm sorry, not you ask any public school teacher, no one's happy because they're not being who they really want to be. But this is a different the way real that teacher. they can the do The teachers it. who are teachers who want to do more. Uh, they Because I've worked in so many different schools mm-hmm. and just hearing, um, I would like to do more. You do, if you do a survey, which um, that's my doctorate under special ed, special ed- education. Right. And so when you work with um, teachers and it's, we want to do more. We want to do more than just do paperwork. We want to do more for this student, because I see they need more. They need more. Um, and they need to learn. For example, um, oh, he can't read. Well, do you know that he has, He, you know, you saw the, the Kevin Hart movie where he saw the numbers all over the place. So if you don't take the time to figure those things out mm-hmm. with students, you have to find out how do you learn? Mm-hmm. Um, I had a student, um, one, and and I love the student. He, he couldn't, he was my Best, my, my, uh, he was the best reader that we had. But when he did math, it was all like, and so he needed more time. He needed more time. He needed to separate his numbers so they're not together. Look at this number first, then write that. So I had to do different ways, you know, mm-hmm. I have to figure out. But do teachers have time for that? In public schools? In public don't. schools, no, you don't. So, so it, it see, I can speak to this just living in Arizona, having kids. Uh, I mean, there's so much frustration that's out there. Mm-hmm. The, the kids the kids probably don't know until they get a little bit older. They're just along for the ride and, you know, it just is what it is for them. But the parents are frustrated. The teachers are frustrated. The yes. school districts, the government. They, I mean, and it's, uh, you're right. It, it, uh, it's almost gotten lost that the kids at the individual level are who we're trying to support to become more knowledgeable and open up access to opportunity and resources through education. And it's gotten stuck on this conversation of funding and how are we going to make this happen? What you guys are doing, I mean, is working, right? Is working for this subset, the population that you're working with. It is working. How do we, how do we expand this? How do we get, I mean, it's, it's so everybody's so stuck on, frustration and trying to point a finger exactly they've stopped looking at what is out there that might be working do you think that public schools get to a point where they see more of uh what you guys are doing and more (laughs) private (laughs) oh uh, absolutely like that absolutely there is no way in the world (laughs) i mean Uh, this is politics money is politics school is politics uh, remember this and i i'll be honest with you a child really i mean Think about when you grew up in school. If you had an eighth grade education, that was it. I mean, really, an eighth grade education is really what it you needed to know the basics. After yeah. you master the basics, and if you go to any other country, you're wondering why are these children at 16 and 18 years old with a doctor's degree? Mm-hmm. Well, because of the simple fact that once they master the basics, you know, the algebra and all those other subjects, is in where you're getting your master's and your bachelor's degree. When children get out of high school, 
most of them have to go back to a junior college because they haven't mastered the basics. Right. right. You know? And so basically, it's a game. It's Public school is just a game. I hate to say it, but it's all about the money. Keep them in there till they're 12 years old. When do children most likely drop out of school? Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Okay? Mm-hmm. Eighth grade because they're bored. They're bored because... When you get to high school, you got to relearn everything you did in elementary all over again. And then you're not getting into the meat and potatoes unless you take those advanced classes. And if you you didn't have a solid foundation, yes, there are gaps in your learning. Of course, there are gaps. We have breaks. We teach algebra. We teach. And it's so many different ways you have English. How can you have English one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight? <laughs> but when you go to college, you got English one on one. Right. Okay. Does that can we just teach sense? English one on one? How can you have algebra one, two, three, four, five? And why can't we just have algebra? But to answer your question, Kyle, yes, they do know. I um I'm now working with um, some of the um, parents that are online, and I'm a coach for several teachers. Uh, for parents. So the teachers contact me directly and I'm helping as soon as that's another thing that parents cannot do. You're supposed to sit with your child and the times for coaching. I have a child. One goes on in one family. One goes on at 930 to 10:30. Then he has to be back at 1:30 to 2:30. Mom, dad can't wait. Don't go to work because you work. have to be there with your child. While, you know, a coach has to be there or and then the next one goes on at 10 and then you have to go on at three. Now, make sure they take their NWA testing, their assessment. How you do that? What's NWA? Yes, that's the national assessment. That's uh, Arizona assessment test that you have to take. It's mandatory. But the the state testing can't be taken unless, you know, parents are like, what are they talking about? So I offered that service. I said, okay, I'll be a coach for your, your students. I have teachers calling me like, okay, my phone so blows up. So you see what up. she just did? She put us in another thing. <laughs> see, we were just supposed to be helping the student. But then all of a sudden, we got the online school, and now they're contacting us. And, and my talking phone about, blows we need you up. all as coaches. I'm like, Who when do I have this? the time? When do I have the time, Kyle? So, C- can you please tell me? We, we need to connect you with somebody like Grand Canyon University that, I mean, they're, they've they got such an online model. Yes. I mean, there's other. And so what right? you need is connection to resources. You yes. can't do it all yourselves. Yes. And so we how cannot. do we help you connect? Do you see? This is, I've. I've got about a thousand questions, and then and Kyle need to take like, take some turns here. But Go I, ahead. I just a a a business related question. But it's uh, Kyle's going to come back to something you said. You're doing it for the love, right? Mm-hmm. And and as call the love purpose, and in conscious capitalism, back six as we advocate capitalism is a force for good, business is a force for good. Right. Really successful businesses are a blend of having that higher purpose, love, and the financial and the profit right. side of it because. Absolutely. We've got so many entrepreneurs that are so full of love and they don't ever figure out how to make any money mm-hmm. and and it's not enough. The the money side of things is what we need to actually make things mm-hmm. happen. And so it's one of the things that to, as we met Catherine, Kyle and I, and, and I, I, I want to get to that sort of story, how we met, but we're standing inside the 7,000 square foot space over there <laughs> and you're just really stretching yourselves. And we're, I still have this picture. The three of us are standing there and we're kind of negotiating a lease mm-hmm. and, and, you were so full of the passion and love. Yet when we started talking about the lease, you got out your calculator and here's how much money I have. And and we 
made a deal. Yes, I have to or, go back. Because you, yes, you need that pragmatic side of it. That's as, me. Right. As, that's me. I did it. See? And so how do, how do you, as as you're you're full of the love and, and that, that pragmatic side of what you really need to do, uh, the money is not a bad thing. No, it's, it's just not. You're just exchanging value with people. You've got your customers, your parents and whatever in the state providing funds, and then you do that. So how do you, how do you so, guys balance that love and the financial side of it? Because that's what you really need to grow. Exactly. Because you need that financial side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, from uh, maybe even capitalists investing in what you're uh, and, and, in what you're doing. And keep in mind, is this? You're right. We do it for the love. However, as I said, I am not going to be poor doing this again. You know, because when I first did it, I was butt broke. Okay, and I was like, oh my god, this is not happening. It's never going to happen again this way. So what we did was we took two LLCs. Catherine has an LLC. I have an LLC. And what we do, we donate to our um, nonprofit that pays our bills. So then we know how much money we have for us to live on. So it is a a very lucrative job um, and a very lucrative type of... It can be. Yeah, it it is. And it's growing to the point where, okay, now I can see not only just the fruit of my labor, but it is growing to where this will make a person money, you know, yeah. doing it the way we're doing it. Don't want to give out all the little secrets because we, not not with you, but, you know, of course, they have to go through us so I can train them and show them how yeah. to do it. You yeah, know? And we have, and then we, our goal, this is our goal to answer your question. We have a lot of private pay, but now we're starting to, um, we're going to, you know, you'll see the benefits of your nonprofit when people donate and things like that. We, we are open for donations. But, our goal is to have teachers, to bring teachers in and pay them more than, not us pay them, not work for us, but teach them how they can do this so that they can create their own salaries and their own avenues and resources. And the financial part, like we were saying, it's there and it grows and it keeps growing. The um, benefits, we just had someone um, donate clothes to the children for their dance. Uh, we have people coming in and giving us like, oh, here's a refrigerator. Here's this. So we we get the financial uh, benefits of it, um, especially with our private pay and then with the scholarships. But as it grows. Okay. Give, let me give you a good example. You have 10 children in the classroom. That 10 children can generate on a monthly basis, uh, like five or 6,000 a month. So, what we're going to do with a teacher is, okay, this is your salary. This is your 10 children. Now you pay us part of the rent, but the rest of this, that's your salary. Salary. So they're making money. So let's say their rent with everything is $2,000. They, they make money. And they need to. We yes. all have to, we've got to pay our own, uh, right. put, put peanut butter on our bread and, yeah, uh, exactly. and, and, and live. It's about hours a day, one right. or two hours. So you're spending all day in the school and. Monday through Friday and stuff like that. You don't have to do that. Right. And then you set your own hours and here it is. And you can make whatever you decide to make. Because this is what the state pays us on that. Now, the only part that is a a bad thing is you don't get that insurance you want. However, you're going to make the salary. So teachers will end up with 10 to 15 students without the bureaucrat and still teach the way they want to teach. They will still make money they will still make about 60000 a year. 
at least 60,000 and not working full time and not working full time. The other thing you're doing, what it sounds like, is reintroducing competition back into education. Absolutely. Alternative choice. Absolutely. We're giving parents an alternative. If you want your, I'll say this, if you want your children, if you know that your your children are struggling, don't let them struggle. There are, there are services out here that can help them. We are out here. We can help you. This is what we want to offer to the parents. I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm no, sorry. it's not that. I think it's, it's, for, the, it's for the offering. teachers. <laughs> no, it's, it's the teachers uh, and even public schools, right. charter school. Remember when charter school came on and then next, you know, boom, the part, charter school yes. movement came. But then it was a lot of stealing amongst them because people who never had money before coming with the state, Boom, mm-hmm. getting a million dollars. They were hiring their family and everything. And I was in that movement at that time when it first came out here in Arizona. Then all of a sudden, the state said, ah, you don't know how to do it. Now I'm going to regulate you. So now a million dollars to a charter school is not the same million dollars it is to a public school. Public school million dollars, it, we take care of the teacher's salary, but the state has where they take care of the maintenance of the buildings and all of the above. Breaks out but with charter school, that million dollars, you have to take care of your building. You have to take care of your teachers. You have to oh. take care of yeah. all of that. So be having a charter school, you're really whipped. And if the charter school does not perform, the state can shut that charter Absolutely. school down. That's why, yes. That's so, why you don't. That's why we have a bunch of schools that right. shut down on the south. You see they closing? Yes. And we had, what, about six closed just this over the COVID time. You have right. the closing schools. So where do these children go? You know, where do, so we have to take them to other areas. Again, and parents, parents have a choice. They don't trust and they don't know no more. Yeah, but parents have a choice. That's what I want to get out there. Scott, thank you. Thank you, um, Kyle. We want people, parents to know you do have a choice. If you have a child that is struggling and you know, or they have Down syndrome, or we have a, a we because like I said, my background is, is in special education. The av- We advocate that anyone can learn, but that is an absolute. Anyone can learn once the, you determine how they learn and you're willing to take that time to teach them. Not put them in a separate class, not put them in a box, you know, or, or put all of the same kind together, okay? Or, ha- or pull them out away from them. They learn together with children their own age with the differences they learn how to talk when you put another child with them speaking and communicating this is like if you want to learn a different language go hang around with someone that speaks that language same thing for special needs if you want that child I don't care what their symptoms are um, if you want them to learn put them in the environment with children inclusively like we supposed to be doing but it okay. can't happen like that in public schools. Okay, so Catherine is more the behavioral. I'm the pragmatic one. <laughs> That's me. Let me look at the numbers. You're a good team. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay, We're the let balance. me look at the numbers. No, we're not going to. Ha- no, no, no. I'm the no person. She's the one that, yes, yes, yes. And she has to convince me because I'm looking at the dollars. I'm looking at how is this going to run? And how I is this going to benefit? And what I'm saying is this, that we are trying to compete against public schools, charter schools, and private schools. Private schools, they have their rules. And normally it's all about um, a lot of private schools are more parochial, more religious schools. 
we're not trying to teach religion. You do that at home. But we do say we open up with the spiritual, with the prayer. Dear God, that's it. Okay, now let's move on. When they took God out to public schools, that's when the school system failed. So we said we're going to introduce God because I believe in God. I believe everything we're doing is faith as well as your tenacity to continue to basically, like you said, I'm an I'm a, I'm a entrepreneur. I want to see we can determine the money we want and we I can determine how I grow. I'm not just looking at this one, Scott. I'm looking at, okay, Scott, we I'm praying that we outgrow the 8,000 square feet that we're in. And I'm praying that we move into a new, uh, we can have a partnership because I want to open up a new one where I'm teaching and training teachers. Okay, now I'm going to show you how you're going to make your money and so forth. I want to make this into a, uh, what do you call it, a franchise that we can grow and to make money. Yes, money's great. And you know. we would love to see you outgrow yes. us, actually. Yes. And we will celebrate that day. Yes. Or maybe one of yes. the franchises will still be here yes. and, uh, yeah. and paying rent. It, it, and it should be. That's, uh, it's, our you know, it's interesting. As, as this you're, is our foundation. Because you're here at Max 6. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's a transaction. You're paying rent and you're getting use of space. Right. But the relationship is far more than that. Right. As, exactly. As, uh, uh, we, we love entrepreneurs and growing businesses. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and you're a business. And how do right. we help you grow and achieve that goal of, mm-hmm. of outgrowing uh, Growing us here. I'm praying and I'm hoping that this will be a hub so we can teach and train other um, teachers teachers. and then we can grow somewhere else and we can make business partnership with us and so we can move on to the uh, future. But this should be a hub. Because you have all the facility here is wonderful. Max 6 is wonderful. The environment is I bring I bring parents on on to this is like our selling point. I walk them through the environment. It's so therapeutic. Yes, it the, is. Uh, the, uh, the atmosphere is dynamic. And so you don't understand how much we appreciate what you're, you're extending um, your services or you're, you're um, opening your arms and letting us come into your facilities. The parents um, are so overwhelmed they when they the see place. this place. I learned this morning we're missing a playground. And so yeah. just before the show... <laughs> Uh, we were having a, a conversation about a playground in the uh, yes. courtyard there, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, so that's uh, I mean that that's a okay. This is it's Kyle. You and I always learning, always teaching. I think the last thing in the world we ever thought about filling that space was a school. Are you kidding me? But that's which is where, <laughs> where, where's the business and a playground, and and so I I we're going to figure out how to make that work. But then mm-hmm. we've got other community members right. and other businesses in okay. there. And so there's a few things we need to go through to uh, right. uh, to make that work. Mm-hmm. Uh, all things are possible. Yes. It's, and then we also, uh, what we did, at, just so you guys know, it was really um, a blessing. <laughs> we have a preschool uh, that does part-time because we had, it happened. We have parents who had older children watching younger children. So we said, okay, what we could do is it, Try like a, you know, they're like the foundation. You can get them ready for, you know, our programs of tutoring. So we do offer that. And then we had one of our students last year wanted to run away, run away to a dance team. She <laughs> wanted to be a dancer. <laughs> and she saw this on TV. She's only 11. And she wanted to run. She was like, Mom, I'm running away. We were like, wait a minute. So, of course, the lady over here, my sister. Mm-hmm. who says no to everything. She's the bleeding heart. Believe me, she is. She was like, we got to do something. So she saw this lady on TV. Uh, Arizona. Oh, uh, 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 Arizona. Good morning, America. Good morning, Arizona. Good morning. Yeah. And so she was on. And so she called the lady. I said, you just called the lady out the blue. 
And so she called the lady. We have to meet with her because she offers dancing. And, and she didn't have a room. She didn't have no studio. And so now we're connected. And she offers dance to our students. And I mean, our children are so, our girls are so happy because they need that outlet. And, we, and they we, compete. We are making a lot of noise. We found out. Yeah, we're sorry, Max sorry. Six. We, we're going to keep it down. <laughs> But but it is therapeutic. Um, and she, when we saw her, we looked at her. Um, she, we watched her on the um, the the. Uh, she was on Good Morning America and an, um, the other program. But her passion was the same. I'm doing this because it's an out. You know, our children have behavior issues. Girls don't know how to to let it out without fighting or you know hurting themselves or cutting and different things like that. So they're stepping. They do step dance. And so um, you can see her. It's a a wonderful program. So we have a squad and they don't just dance, but if they really want to do this, they can compete and things like that. So we have a lot of stuff going yes, on. She competes nationally. Yes. Yeah, so we, it's a lot of stuff going on and it's, and we've been blessed. It's a big, it's a small play, a lot of stuff on it. <laughs> a lot. It's a small play with a lot of stuff on it, but um, I, we and do see Max it Six growing. Offers that, yeah. that space and the environment. It's wonderful. For us to do all these things. It's wonderful. You know, you know, what's interesting. I just, I hadn't thought about this before, but this is a, a parallel I'm drawing between the kids that you work with or kids in school system mm-hmm. and the entrepreneurs that are, that I see at Max Six every day. And the stories I hear from a lot of them are, I struggled in school. I, you know, I was, uh, acting out. I was wicked smart in this one way, but in a different way, I was trying to figure it out and just wasn't getting it. And they get labeled as rule breakers mm-hmm. for various reasons because yes. they, yep. you know, got bored or because, you know, whatever reason, it's just this system doesn't fit for me. And they go to try and work in the workplace. And hey, guess what? The system doesn't, doesn't really fit for me. <laughs> right. I got to go start my own thing. Yes. But what an amazing way to channel that into something positive that, mm-hmm. all right, this system doesn't work. I'm going to figure out a way to fix something that's broken out there, yes. create a new way to do it. And as we're looking at, I talk to Chrissy all the time. I think Chrissy's going to pull all her hair out at some point. <laughs> <laughs> And, and to celebrate the what people call rule breaking is really just this ex, this uh, exercise in mm-hmm. figuring out new ways to get things done and right. new ways to provide value. And so when you guys come and say, hey, we need a playground or we want to do something new, I try to look at it like that and say, it's not, okay, what are we, how are we going to do that? We'll never do that. Mm-hmm. Well, how would we ever have a school in there? But how can we figure out a way to make this happen? Because instead of calling kids or people rule breakers, it's like it's right. this negative thing from right. early yeah, right. into adulthood. How do we celebrate that that mindset of, uh, hey, you're great at this thing. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you have some deficiencies or something or ways that you need right. to figure out different ways to learn because you know what? You're not like this other person, but that's great because yes. you're awesome in this yes, way. You're unique. How do we celebrate that? It's you guys fit in so well in many ways to the environment that's mm-hmm. here because it's celebrating that from a real early age, mm-hmm. telling people that you can do anything you want in this right. world. Yes. You're going to have to figure out the best way for you to do that. Right, right. Yes. And I uh, I don't play my, my partner here. She has so many. She has books that she has written. One of her books is that, um, what is it? The, 
the zero and the oh how zero became somebody so so when um <laughs> she has a book cut and and the students know the book so they read the book the books and but when a child is different i call them they have special unique abilities mm-hmm. and so they come into the environment our students are so supportive they don't ostracize. Oh, come on, we come on, we got them. You know, you should see the little ones. They're like, oh no, no, we have them. We're take them. You know, so they help one another. So the, the children um, that we would say, like you said, are rule breakers or special needs or whatever, they would in in normal environments they would be be kind of you know pushed off. You look you in the corner or withdrawn or you know made to feel different here they excel because they're accepted in their uniqueness because that's what we teach our our children in our environment. You know, that, yes, they make the, what is the saying for your zero? Tell us. Oh, no, it's Q. Anytime Q. you see Q, you always see the letter U. So like quick, quiet, and quiet because Q had a disability. He couldn't talk. So you came along and said, I will help him to speak. So you is the one who's always helping Q to speak. So when you see someone with a disability, go help them out. Become the letter U. So, and so now all the children are used to I'm help you, the I'm Q's. you. Yeah, so they're helping the Q. They want yes. to be the it's, U. Yes. So uh, all the little ones run around and they're helping and it's it, they come up to you and it, they think we're all Q's. They think we're all Q's. So they're always helping us. <laughs> so, but so it's wonderful. in there. And um, we, we, we just got a second Down syndrome child and mm-hmm. she's um, three. And I'm glad we got her at four. this age. She's four. She's four. No, she'll be five. Yes, yeah, so she'll be five. And she's, she's so four. teeny. Yes. And so now she's with the class and she's learning with the class and she get disciplined with the class. And first she was in shock and she like, oh, everyone else get disciplined. I guess I'm getting time out too. And so this is great. Now I'm going to teach her how to read and write. And everyone said, can I be her you today? And I said, yes, but make sure you're not being a Q2 is with her, you know, try to get along right. with it. Right. So they're good, um, good students. So the letter Q, everybody wants to be a U. Okay. All right. Hey, I've got, Go ahead, Kyle. I no, I was just going to say I'm stealing that. I'm going to try not to have <laughs> yes. a few meetings or something. Right. <laughs> I wrote the book, How Q Became Somebody. It's a book. We're going to read, read that. Going to read that. Read that book. Yes, hey, it's I, fun. I, I, it's, we're we're starting to run short of yes. time here, and yes. I, just one more story I'd like to hear your side of, and I'm going to tell quickly mine as, as as part of how we met is. My understanding, and you'll correct me, is that you were actually, as you were outgrowing the space you were in, you were looking for about 3,000 square feet of space. Yes. And then all of a sudden, the landlord, you had lease signed and and uh, decided they couldn't have kids for whatever reason. Oh I, don't, I don't understand understand that. And it was almost on an emergency basis. We get introduced to you. And and this is kind of a segue to our next show, which is with uh, Arizona Fireplace uh, with, mm-hmm. with Donnie Richardson. And mm-hmm. uh, Drew, who's our broker here, uh, came and said, hey, I've got somebody that really needs some space. And he knew our space was way too big. It's 7,000 mm-hmm. square feet and, and wasn't right for you, but it was it was empty. And so, uh, uh, and, and it was, uh, uh, Catherine hadn't met. You're just a, a stranger here. And, uh, uh, but uh, knowing that uh, right. Donnie said there's this Richardson family uh, connection yeah. there. Yeah. Hey, I'm in. Is that, 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 uh, that yeah. introduction is, exactly. uh, I hadn't recalled. I had met your son, uh, a uh, year earlier, yes. Catherine, and yes. I, I hadn't recalled that at the time, but just the power of introduction is uh, the Richardson family and McIntosh family are, are close personal friends. Yeah, we wow. know their They're business. Wonderful. And and 
uh, and so with that, and then you, and, and then you came up, and as as we're okay, this is just going to be a temporary uh-huh. thing as as you're coming in here. But then, I don't know who's the vision or the pragmatic one. As you <laughs> as you looked at seven thousand square feet of space, and so, so getting to the real question, the question is, as I mean, we sat there and we've negotiated a lease that allows you to expand, but in part that must scare the heck out of you. Uh, it did at first, both of you. But you've got this vision as you're as you're doing that, and so us as as we're as Kyle and I are are learning here, and we hadn't thought about a school, but we love the vision, we love the pragmatism. Want to help you with your business plan, but just talk a little bit about as you're growing into that space and the combination of scared and 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 you're going to make it happen at the same same time. And well, there's just something something sorry, magical there that we let me found. Let, let me just talk Go about ahead. the school. Go about We found the school. It was awesome. I mean, it was perfect. Beautiful. It yeah. was beautiful. We went down there. Everything. It was it was built for a school. It's been empty for two years. Yeah. And so we yeah. went down there. We showed them our records, everything. They really loved us. And we were at the last minute. They came back and said, no, we don't want you. And we're like, we got all our stuff packed up. What are we going to tell our parents? We don't know where to go. And then Miss Young, and she's looking for a building because I'm I'm wiped out now. I, I'm just, you know, I'm done. So Miss Young found this other building we were going into. I said, well, we do need just a minimum of three 3,000 square feet. Just a minimum. We just need 3,000 square feet. Could anybody give us 3,000 square feet? Oh, no, that's how I met. No, what happened? So we, we that deal they had us uh, you know the purchasing is such a long time when you're doing commercial and especially when you need it it seems like a long time but we, so we just assumed we had this because we had uh, uh, we, we don't have nothing to hide we, but we're new so we don't know the financial game we're new but I gave you everything here is blood and guess is my blood type here's all my numbers this yes. is how we make our money it's like oh this is me this is, we gave them everything and so uh, we no dis, we, full disclosure, no no hiding. Nope. This is how we make our money. We explained it. This is here's all the dollars. We had to go in and and mark off the children's names because it's like, okay, wait a minute, are we violating some HIPAA laws or some law? <laughs> so, uh, but uh, they came back and said, no, we were too new for them. And I was like, okay, but it was right. the last minute. It was the last. And so, as a matter of fact, it was like a week or two before we were, you know, going on summer break. And so I said, we have nowhere to go. We have nowhere to go. So I'm crying. And my the Richardsons are, have, have my family, my sons have worked with the Richardsons um, in all different, um, uh, uh, different, um, Gamuts. yeah, different jobs with them. And so they, my sons have, some of them have their own business. And the Richardsons have always helped us at AZ Fire. They run AZ Fire. And so we went over there and they tried to help us get over there first. But they was like, okay, we got where. We got a warehouse. We got yeah. lips, fork, fork lips. Mm. You know, can you imagine? Children in a warehouse. It just didn't work. <laughs> so, but they tried. They, I mean, they were trying. And so they introduced me to Drew, who was a real estate agent, which also was a friend of theirs. Drew was wonderful. Drew Sampson, a broker at Avison yeah. Young. Awesome yeah. guy. Yes. I just want to yes. pitch in for his name. Yes. And so he, they were wonderful. He was, okay, we're going to go look. He did find us um, 3,000 square footage. And it was, okay, fine. We're okay. We'll make it work. It's little, but I mean, we could do this and we wasn't as large, you know, so we was like, okay, this will work we'll, as we grow. And I was like, thank you. But when we went to look at it, they had a water leak from the bathroom. So I guess the lease person kind of got panicky. So while we're Zooming with our 
parents, parents of 44 students now that we had. They're texting me saying, hey, we the children can't use the restrooms. You're going to have to build one in the space. I'm like, what? And so they're, the parents are on Zoom saying, what's the address? I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I said, it's around I, the corner. I'm coming soon. We'll give it to you later. <laughs> so I was like, we don't have a place. I said, there is no way we could get... There's no way we can get a bathroom built. I know, you know, I know we can work miracles, but come on now. We can't get it built in a week. And um, so I said, we can't go out to the bathroom. It was a restroom right outside the door, but it was in the public area. So it's like, no children. I thought you were just online. I was like, okay, no. And so I'm crying. And so uh, my my husband's like, okay, call. Uh, told my son, go over and talk to um, the Richardsons and just see if they knew anyone. And so we came back and I said, Drew, okay, we we were talking and then they told me to come over here. And Drew said, we're going to go see Scott. I was like, okay. So when I came, I didn't tell her because she me. was done. She was done. Okay. She was like, please don't give me no bad news. We're we going to be on the street with a sign <laughs> <laughs> with 44 children. And so uh, Scott was wonderful and he's walking me through and he's telling me, all the negatives, like, okay, well, I just want you to know we're taking care of this and we're doing this. And he's like, do you want it? I'm like, do I want it? Does this man know what I've been through? <laughs> if I can get a quarter, I don't even care if I don't get all of it. Can I get a spot just right here? Can I be on the stairs? And so he, he showed me, okay, this is happening and this. And I'm like, oh, he's like, are we going to change? I'm like, you don't have to do nothing. Can? And then he was saying, well, um, the, you know, like he said, I don't know why I'm looking Thank you for listening to Always Learning, Always Teaching with your hosts, Kyle and Scott McIntosh. Each episode highlights business leaders who are creating long-term win-wins for all of their stakeholders and practicing business as a force for good. To be a part of the conversation, schedule a visit with us at the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center in Tempe, Arizona and connect with us at max6.com. Be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And now we're this, off to this continue man building here, better communities um, for his people love and businesses for and helping and also his son Kyle. Just helping. It was like, okay, I need you. You have no idea how much I need you. But what's so <laughs> You are listening to Always Learning, Always Teaching, where business leaders share how they practice yes. business as a and force for good. So this radio show and podcast is brought to you by you the Max so 6 Entrepreneurial Center. And now let's lean in with Kyle and, and Scott so McIntosh as they learn with today's value mind to change, 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 change. But when you're, you were so inviting and you were so just warm mm-hmm. with your personality, and I love the dog, she dog. Oh, that's right. Mac was here. Our yeah, dog, I my dog, dog, Mac. That's right. Dog I was me. like, okay, I feel better now. I, I feel much better now. And of course, yeah. Kyle took us everywhere else. And I was like, oh, I love this place. <laughs> it's just so beautiful. That's what, what made this. That's what's really so It, it was, oh, yeah. yes. You just made my day. I don't think I'm undeserving. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was like, we are. It may. It was scary, but you made it. I was it was. Because the other lady told us no at the last minute. Right. It School was, was starting in two more weeks. Yeah, we were. I mean, if nothing else, if you understand how God works, we knew. Okay, this is God's plan. We may not see the vision, and we didn't see it all because, believe me, we had one week to get it fixed. You know, we transformed the place in about a week. <laughs> you did. You should have seen us. It was hard work. We was there, uh-huh. but um, 
just to make it look inviting and look at like an educational, a certain, you know, resource service like where yes. we are. Um, but we, again, I can't appreciate yes. how much the Rich- Richardsons went out for Absolutely. me, how much Drew went out for me, how much Scott and Kyle went out for me. Uh, it's the Macintoshes. They, uh, it, it's, we're like family. So this is our foundation. This will always be our, right. uh, this is going to be something that, um, I tell uh, my children, we're going to leave our stamp. This is going to be something that everybody's going to know about. I pray we, we make it something that you would not regret yes. having us here. I'll always be proud. So, of I mean, that's, that's, we're, we're wrapping up and I'm just, that's a great segue to our next show. Donnie yes. Richardson will be here and mm-hmm. we're going to get uh, Donnie and Debbie and uh, Keith and Chris uh, over Absolutely. to see the school as well uh, uh, sometime soon here. So, so I think that's a, uh, that's a pretty great note to go out on and, and just, we appreciate you guys a lot too and being there and, and just, getting to learn from what you guys are doing and, and all this is new to us. And so it's just, it's just been amazing to see what's happening over there. Uh, before we totally wrap up, I just want to ask you guys, uh, is there anything last do you want to share with anybody listening? How do they find you, get a hold of you, uh, learn more about what you're doing? Definitely. Um, if you like more information about us, our, our website is still in the working. We haven't got there yet. As, as Scott said, yes, no, you don't have one yet. It's, it's You've got more too. business than you can handle right now. And right. so, but it's coming. We have so we're working coming. on it now. And definitely um, just with the telephone number 602-574-0730. I always say text because, you know, we got so many telemarketers on our phone. And, and just teachers. text. And if you're interested, and if you're interested in a teacher, and if you're interested of learning how to do this yourself, Definitely give us a call because think of um, like, uh, you know, the restaurant business. You got Burger King, you got McDonald. It's enough to go around for everyone. There is no way in the world we can service all these children. But they so, all need it. But they all need it. And we just need people who are really dedicated, who really want to do a difference in education. We really would love to teach and train you how you can do this and make money as well as serving the need and giving, providing that opportunity. You don't have to do the charter school no more because they put corporations with it. You don't have to go back to public school. You just got to have a love for teaching and education and we can get you started. Anybody listening can find you through Kyler I or at Max6.com yes. and, and we will help uh, connect anybody who's interested in learning more about this story or helping in some way or right. uh, whatever it may be. All right. Great. Thank you. So thank you, Catherine Young and Kelmer Muhammad for being on the show today from Arizona Homeschool Network Association. And thank you for listening to Always Learning, Always Teaching with your hosts, Kyle and Scott McIntosh. Until next time, we are off to continue to build communities where people and businesses thrive.